And now, the inquest of Emma Borden from the trial of Lizzie Borden. Don't let anything take your attention from the burned dress. A woman who could thrive under imprisonment for so many months is hardened enough to have committed just such a crime. And it is to be hoped she will be punished, even if she is a woman, 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 is a woman. My name is Emma Borden. I am Lizzie's older sister. I raise Lizzie as though she were my own daughter. What is your full name? Emma L. Borden. What does the L stand for? Lenora. You are older than Miss Lizzie. Yes, sir. What is your age? Forty-one. How old were you, as near as you can recollect, when your father married the second time? Just a trifle over fourteen. So that you probably remember your mother? Well, yes, sir. Have you lived at home most of the time? Yes, sir. Have you ever lived away from home? I was away at school about a year and a half. That was some time ago. Yes, sir. Did you go to Europe with your sister? No, sir. When was it that she went? Two years ago this summer, I think. Gone how long? Nineteen weeks. How long had you been away when this tragedy happened? Two weeks. Visiting in Fairhaven? Yes, sir. Where were you visiting there? Nineteen Green Street. Who? Miss Helen Brownell and her mother. What time did you get back? Oh, I came on the train. It left New Bedford 340. You came right to the house. You went up to Weir Junction and came down. Who sent for Mr. Jennings? I think I did. I know I did. In relation to administration? Not then. I have no business to ask you what you sent him for. Did you ever hear your father speak of a will? No, sir. Did you understand that he had a will? Well, I knew he had had one. I didn't know whether it was destroyed or not. When was it you understood that he had had one? Oh, I don't know. A long time ago. A number of years? Yes, sir. More than ten? I don't know. It seems as if it was longer than that. How did you get the information that he had a will, then? My uncle John Morse told me. That's not the one that's at the house now. Yes. You did not hear that it had been destroyed? No, sir. That is, your uncle John never told you that? No, sir. Did you know anything of the provisions of the will? No, sir. It was not before your father married the second time, was it? That my uncle told me? No. No, I don't think it was. Was it about that time? It didn't seem as if it was as long ago as that, but I'm not sure. You have never heard your father speak of a will? No, sir. 
Have you ever talked the matter of the will over with your sister Lizzie? We had wondered if there was one. Well, something like that. That was all. When, do you recollect, was the last time the subject was mentioned between you? I can't tell. I don't know. Were you away a good deal of the time, or mostly at home? Mostly at home. Who kept the house? Your stepmother? That is, who had charge of the management? Yes, sir. She filled the place of housekeeper? Yes. Did you have yourself any particular duty in connection with the house? Some things I always did. What were they? I always took charge of the parlor, my sister and I. We always took charge of the guest chamber and our own rooms. That is, you and your sister did that? Yes, sir. Not your separate duty, but yours and hers? I did most of it. Sometimes she assisted. Did your mother never have charge of the guest chamber? I did not know what she ever did. When I was home, I don't think she ever did. You don't know how it happened that she was having the work of the guest chamber on this morning that she died? No, sir. Any other duties that you and Lizzie did about the house? Regular duties, I mean. No, I don't think there was anything that we did steadily. Just as we felt, if we wanted to, we did. Did Lizzie stay at home most of the time? I don't know how to answer. Do you mean that she went away of town visiting? The question perhaps embraces that. And day absences, too. Well, she was out a good deal days, but she was not away visiting very much. She did not go out to work? No, sir. You mean she was away at other places? Out visiting friends. And she had a good deal of mission work and things like that that she did. Did she usually eat with the family? Just as it happened. If she was there, sometimes she did. And a good many times she did not get in. Did she usually have breakfast with the family? Ooh, hardly ever. Did not get up soon enough? No, sir. Did you? Not always. But oftener than she did? Yes, sir. Who did the marketing? Father or Mrs. Borden. I don't know. Who usually? I don't know. One or the other. Do you know where the marketing was done? No. Didn't have any particular place? We always had groceries from Mr. Wade's and John M. Dean's. My sister used to order a great many things from John M. Dean's. Was that a meat market? No, sir. Where was the meat usually purchased? I don't know. Well, who usually purchased the meat? Father or Mrs. Borden. Do you know anything about those axes that were said to have been found downstairs? No, sir. Do you know whether there were two axes downstairs before about this time? No, sir. Do you mean by that that you don't know whether there were or not, or that you know there were not any? Uh, I don't know whether there were or not. There might have been, for all you knew. Yes, sir. You had no occasion to use them, of course. No, sir. Probably did not have a great deal of business down cellar. No, sir. The water closet, I believe, was down cellar. Yes, sir. Besides that, you did not go down very much. Not very often. I had nothing to go for. A short-handled hatchet, it is said, was also found down there. Assume that it was. Do you know anything about that? No, sir. Do you know whether your father kept any such instrument or not? No, sir. That is, you would not know whether he did or not? I know the farmer used to come over and cut up wood. I suppose he had something to do with it, but, but I don't know. Whether any such instrument had previously kept there, you don't know? No, sir. I never saw one, but there must have been one. Assume there were three found. Yes, sir. I think I have seen a hatchet down there in the wood room. Well, I'm quite sure I have. You understand, of course, what I mean by a hatchet. A short-handled, wide-bladed instrument differs from an axe in being wider-bladed. 
I guess it is an axe. I mean, I don't know which I do mean. If I saw them, I might tell. An axe is longer handled and smaller bladed. The blade of an axe don't differ much from the shape of that. Not quite so long. About that shape. A hatch is shorter handled and is more such shape as that blotting paper. The handle going in there and wider at the bottom. I cannot tell which is was. I cannot tell you which it was. I don't remember. When do you think you saw whatever you did see there? I haven't any idea. Sometime before that, or recently? I should say, it might have been several months that I had not been in the wood room for anything. Your remembrance of it, so far as you have remembrance, is that it was a hatchet. I cannot tell which. You spoke of a hatchet. When you describe them, I don't know which it was the most like. You don't know of anything being done with an axe or a hatchet that would cause blood to come on it, do you? Not unless Father killed pigeons with them. I don't know whether he did or not. You did not see him kill the pigeons? No, sir. Further than that, you have no remembrance of anything that would cause blood? No. Do you know of anybody that was on unpleasant terms with your father? Uh, Only the rumors that I have heard since I came home. At that time, did you know of anybody, before you went away, who was on unpleasant terms with your father? I can't tell. I just know there was something there the farmer used, but I have no idea. I did not hear the answer, if you did make one, to the question I put, whether you knew of anybody that was on bad terms with your father. There was one man he did not speak to. Who was that? Mr. Harrington. A connection of his first wife? No, sir. His sister's husband. Did that extend to his sister as well as the husband? No, sir. She was on good terms with the family? Yes, sir. Came there to visit? Yes, sir. He did not come? No, sir. He did not come to the house? No, sir. But he did... But but she did? Yes, sir. He had been to the door to call my sister or I. He was not particularly on bad terms with you or your sister? No, sir. HK216. A handwritten letter to District Attorney Hosea Knowlton, known as HK216. Published by the Fall River Historical Society's The Knowlton Papers. Letter handwritten in ink, accompanied by newspaper clipping. Boston, June 11, 1893. District Attorney Knowlton, dear sir, I hope you will pardon me from troubling you even so much as to ask you kindly to read this letter. But I'm so anxious of your success that I am constrained to write and ask you to be sure and not lose sight for a moment of the burnt dress, for that one mentioned was evidently the great and damning evidence of the terrible crime. Did you ever in the cross-examinations ascertain when and where the paint was used, which made the spot as alleged? It was strange, wasn't it? So many stories were told about the visit to the barn. There have never been any two statements alike. Governor Robinson seems to have cheek enough to try every time and set you back as of no account. It is not the custom to give each side fair play. It seems to one who reads that you are not treated fairly. I remember once going to see Hella the Prestidigitator, who called attention to the umbrella in the far corner of the hall. I said to a friend, Did you see that? The answer was, Don't you see that the trick was to divert attention from the more important one on the stage? And so it was. 
Don't let anything take your attention from the burned dress. A woman who could thrive under imprisonment for so many months is hardened enough to have committed just such a crime. And it is to be hoped she will be punished, even if she is a woman. Governor Robinson will get his fat fee as there is money enough in the Borden estate. He can afford to work hard. This is only to help you. Pardon me. I am for the right also. Always, sincerely, one who reads, but only a woman. I enclose a clipping which I think quite just. Did you know of anybody who is not on good terms with your stepmother? No, sir, I don't think I did. Or of any trouble she had ever had with anybody? No, sir. Were the relations between you and your stepmother cordial? I don't know how to answer that. We we always spoke. That might be, and not be at all cordial. Well, perhaps I should say no, then. Were the relations between your sister Lizzie and your mother what you would call cordial? I think more than they were with me. Somewhat more than they were with you, but not entirely so, you mean, perhaps? I do not want to lead you at all. I judge from your answer, you mean that, or don't you mean that? You say somewhat more than your relations were. Do you mean they were entirely cordial between your stepmother and your sister Lizzie? No. Can you tell me the cause of the lack of cordiality between you and your mother, or was it not any specific thing? Well... We felt that she was not interested in us. And at one time, Father gave her some property. And we felt that we ought to have some, too. And he afterwards gave us some. That, however, did not heal the breach. Whatever breach there was, the giving the property to you did not entirely heal the feeling. No, sir. That was some time ago? Yes, sir. Some time ago. How long after he gave the property that he did give to your stepmother, was it before he gave some property to you and Lizzie? Well, not very long. He did it because you and Lizzie claimed that he ought to do it, I suppose. That is, you put in a claim that he should do it. No, sir, we did not. How then did he happen to? A friend came to us and told us that they heard him say that he thought of giving us the homestead on Ferry Street and advise us to ask for it. How often has Mr. Morse been in the habit of coming to the house? Just as it happened. That is, sometimes oftener and sometimes not so often? Yes, sir. That is, since he has been here this time? Yes, sir. It was not an unusual thing for him to come and spend the night? Oh, no, sir. Did you know he was coming here the last time? No, sir. Did he ever write to any members of the family? wrote to me, and I think to father. No regular correspondence? No. More than once a year? I mean, before he came east? No, I corresponded with him regularly, when he was west. He was enough of an uncle, then, to be a correspondent? He's a very dear uncle of ours, of of mine. You corresponded with him regularly? Yes, sir. How long has Maggie worked for you? I'll call her Maggie. Her name is Bridget. Did she go by the name of Maggie? My sister and I called her Maggie. How long had she worked for you? I think it is three years this fall. It may be four. Did she used to wait on table? Not always. I mean in the sense of standing around the table as a waiter does. We generally waited on the table ourselves. She would come in occasionally and bring anything we needed. She did not serve as a stand-up waiter, did not stand behind the party. When you got home, was she at home? Thursday night, yes, sir. What did she tell you about it? She did not tell me anything. I don't remember asking her but one question, uh, two questions. What was that, please? I asked her if she would stay with us. If the other one has no more to do with this matter than that, I don't care for it. 
I asked her if she saw any boy come with a note. I do not remember asking her any other questions. You never have seen the note that you speak of? No, sir. You have not been able to find who sent it? I have not tried. Have you looked for the note? No, sir. Did you know whether your stepmother was in the habit of destroying her letters? I don't know, but I think she did. I'm not sure. Did she receive many? Not that I know of. Did your father used to preserve his letters, mostly? I don't think he did, unless they were business letters. After you got home that night, you did not hear Maggie say anything about where she was when the thing happened? No, sir. Nor have any talk with her at all? No, sir. Did you see your sister then when you came home? Yes, sir. What did she say about it? I don't know. There was so much going on. I don't think I will trouble you with that question anyhow. Do you, did you used to keep the back door, the screen door, fastened? Was that the habit of the household? Intended to when they were in. How about the front door? We locked that with a spring lock. Did the spring lock work? Once in a while we would find it did not, but very seldom. The few times it did not work, did it not come from the fact the door was not slammed to enough to catch the spring? I suppose that must have been it. You had not had it repaired? No, sir. It is in the same condition now it had been? Yes, sir. You had lived there since the tragedy. You are still living in the house? Yes, sir. It works as well now as it did. There is no difference in it? So far as I know, it does. Was it the habit to keep the front door locked with the spring lock? Yes, sir. How about the bolt and the big lock? We used those only when we went to bed. When did they get unlocked in the morning? Usually when my sister or I came downstairs. One or the other unlocked them. I understand you are not feeling well. No, sir. Not very well. So, I have omitted a good many questions I should have asked you on that account. listening to the inquest of emma borden by lizzie borden audio hosea knowlton played by tim dennis and emma borden and the anonymous letter writer were played by brenda mcginnis trial transcripts provided with permission by stephanie corey and the website of lizzieandrewborden.com produced by kate lavender that haunting music was called last dance and was composed by E. Bunny. Additional royalty-free music provided by American composer and musical genius Jack White. 
the reading of the anonymous letter written by only a woman, but one who reads to District Attorney Hosea Knowlton is published by the Fall River Historical Society's The Knowlton Papers. Consider supporting the show with a small monthly donation or one really big one. All proceeds cover the operating costs of keeping the show going without ads and never heard before trial testimony. Subscribers will receive bonus episodes such as the autopsy of Mayor John Coughlin called Not a Trace of Crimson, which is something he said when he observed there were no bloody footprints leaving the crime scenes. Yearly subscribers will get two months free. In addition, be the first to order the soft-spun cotton t-shirt in black that says Eat, Sleep, Lizzie Borden. You will receive these other special bonus episodes. The written report of private detective Nellie McHenry on Bridget Sullivan and the grand jury interview of ex-BFF Alice Russell. And year two will be a deep, deep dive on the preliminary testimony of Bridget Sullivan with over 1,000 questions. And I'm Don Sharp saying we'll see you in the next one.